Thanks for tuning in to the Ecom Growth Leaders podcast. This show is intended to highlight marketing and conversion techniques taught by today's leaders in the ecom world. I'll be interviewing the top marketers that are influencing the market, making an impact, scaling faster than their competitors, and doing good. I'm your host, Samir Al Kamuni, founder and CEO of Fetch and Funnel, a performance marketing agency specializing in omni-channel media buying, creative production, and conversion optimization. If you enjoy anything from today's episode, I highly recommend checking out fetchfunnel.com and sign up for our email newsletter where I promise to only send you content you can learn from and apply directly into your business to improve results and scale. At the end of each episode, my goal is to have you feeling inspired and fired up by learning from today's top innovators, marketers, and entrepreneurs. Let's dig into another amazing story about a unique brand crushing it and learn from their success and learnings. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to an exciting episode of Ecom Growth Leaders. I am super excited to talk to today's guest where he is certainly a growth leader in a very interesting space where we're all thinking about attribution. We're all thinking about issues that we have on tracking our results. We're all thinking about ways that we can increase results and and drive more leads, get more business, get more sales, trying to figure out where those sales and leads are coming from and, and everything else. And so I'm really excited to be talking with co-founder of What Converts, Michael Cooney. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Samir. I'm excited to talk with you and your, your listeners. Likewise. So I would love to just kind of kick off with just a little bit about who you are and, and what what converts is. What what? So what converts, the name came from like what marketing converts into leads and sales. So that's where we wanted to find out, you know, how can you prove the business value of your marketing? So that's what we set up to build. But how it came about is I'd run a, an agency for a long time and lead tracking and reporting was always a pain. And we built systems and it came to a stage where I went to a client's office. We were tracking forms. We even did call tracking. And we walked in and said, hey, we doubled the results for your campaign. Isn't that great? And he looked at me and says, well, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? So he says, can you show me? And I was like, yeah, but it's going to take like two hours of work to get it all together. So I said, <laughs> okay, enough of this. We're going to build a solution which you can install in like five minutes, tracks your data, and then gives you the reporting. Um, and that's what we did with what converts. So now if I go to that same customer and he says, are they any good? I said, let me show you. It's click. And it's like, here, here's the list of leads that came through. And he says, well, that one looks like an existing customer. And I can say, well, let's look at the, the journey, their customer journey. And say, he may have been an existing customer, but do you know he searched for a product? He didn't search for your company name. And if, you're, if you weren't there on the search engines, he would have gone elsewhere. So I think the marketing is still working for you. So it's a tool that really proves the business value of your marketing. And I get super excited for agencies to help them to realize their value and really show the value of their, their marketing. It makes sense because agencies are going to be the ones who are always looking for that next thing, right? To get their clients better results in order to help their clients, uh, in order to look for technology providers and things like that to increase performance and all of those types of things. But 
on the other hand, users should be using it, right? And every brand should be should be thinking about this. So, I mean, I'd, I'd love to, obviously, we've got a lot of e-commerce businesses listening. We certainly have other business owners and marketers out there who aren't necessarily in the e-commerce space uh, listening. But I, I'd love to just almost go back to the basics and just talk about like why people should even care about call tracking and you know what the importance of that means. And not only the importance of call tracking, but maybe we even touch a little bit upon just why you should put a phone number on your website in general, right? Because I see this time and time again. I mean, we've mm-hmm. even you have a client who sells a you know two thousand dollar product, and we've bugged them to put a telephone number in the header forever <laughs> and begged yeah. for them to do it. And we're just <laughs> saying, even if you miss the call, it's okay. But just giving people the opportunity to call you and ask some questions, like, could be your highest converting. <laughs> person, right? Because you're going to know the product, you're going to know the brand, you're gonna be able to sell to them. But yeah, I would love to touch upon just, you know, the importance of call tracking, why they should even have a phone number on their on their website in general. So what we find is, you know, if you're selling books, like, or or CDs or or standard products like Amazon, you don't need a telephone number, it's a simple sale. But if you're selling a product that has questions, whether it's furniture, or we have one customer who's has, um, insulators that you put under an RV and people have questions like what size do I need? What do I need? And so it's a a two and a half thousand dollar sale. So he has a telephone number. We have people that sell um, sort of complicated uh, heating and ventilation systems and they have a a telephone number. So typically if people have questions and it's a high enough value, it really helps having a telephone number. You can talk to the person, you can answer the questions. And if you answer the questions, you know, you can uh, sort of walk them down the path of making a sale. So it really is effective if, you know, you've got that higher value sale and they have some questions. And phone numbers, they really do convert um, higher than if somebody filled in a form to ask a question. Because if they fill in a form, you have to then reach out to them again. It takes a bit of time. But a phone call, you got them on the phone, you answer the questions, you get a sale. And the beauty of that is we can tie that phone call to your marketing, to the keyword, to the landing page. Um, and then even if you place the order for them, we can tie it back. So at the end of the day, we love showing the report where it has multiple conversion types. So you've got your e-commerce sale, you've got your form fills, and you've got your phone calls. You see it all in one line. You see the best keywords that resulted in that. You add the value to that, and now you're reporting your data in terms of value. So if you're an e-commerce store and you're getting phone calls, that's a blind spot. And what if that's half of your business? Wouldn't you like to know, you know, like what's making your phone ring and what's converting into those high value sales? And you may find that maybe half your sales on the phone, on the phone, but you may find, even though it's like half is on the phone, you might find it's like two thirds of your profits are on that side. So it's just, if you can have a phone number and a phone call, the conversions are great. And, um, you know, people are spending more money when they convert on the phone. So you higher conversions and you get more insights. So a lot of, lot of benefits to tracking your calls back to your marketing. And I, I think there's a difference between it because I think a lot of us think about chat, right? Like everyone should have website chat. I think it's certainly a hot topic that we've been talking about for years now. And, and finally, most brands or most websites have some sort of chat. But I think like there's pros and cons to chat, right? And I, mm-hmm. I think there's sometimes are people that want to reach out to chat. They have a simple question and they're just hoping to get that answer really quickly. Some people don't want to pick up the phone. They don't want to talk to someone and that's okay. That makes sense. But mm-hmm. 
I think there is a point where you miss out on a much more in-depth conversation that still could only take five minutes. I mean, this happened really recently to me. I purchased a product and I mm-hmm. called, they had a telephone number and I called them to just ask them a simple question. It was a five minute conversation, but then the customer experience I got from that five minute conversation almost turned me into a customer for life, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. it, because of like how professional they were, how much they knew their stuff, like they solved my problem right away, where if I was on a website chat, it would have probably taken 10 minutes and it would have mm-hmm. been back and forth and there would have been some confusing things. And he even kind of, he even told me about an issue with the product as a heads up, like, Hey, yeah. this last batch had this small issue alignment issue that you may hit. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so again, like it was this transparency that he gave to me where if he conveyed that over chat, I would have been mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Like there's a problem, <laughs> right? Where yeah. in this 30 seconds, he could explain it so clearly. And I do feel like it could be a missed opportunity for a lot of brands, you know, and businesses that may yeah. think it's, you know, it's, it's not obvious or they may not need it because mo- many people aren't going to call it. And I think that's the thing, probably that many people, that many people won't call, but yeah, the ones that I, do. <laughs> I just think it's, it's worth testing. Like with, with chat, I love chat as well. It's it's a friction-free conversion option. And our software ch- uh, tracks it as well, including the conversation. But we've spoken to people who combine chat and phone calls. Like they'll say, okay, we're having a chat. Can I get your phone number? And then they give a phone number and they pick up the call. And so they, they, they sort of combine it. And with mm-hmm. us, you're paying money for people to come to your website and you want to increase your conversion rate. If chat does it for you, great. If chat with phone calls does that for you, great. If adding a phone number on it, works great if you don't have the data you can't make the decisions and i think that's an important thing in marketing and marketing attribution it's a pain it's a lot of data so when we build what converts we make it super easy to collect the data you can install uh, our software in five minutes you collect a lot of data um, and you don't have to change much collect the data and then we give you tools to reveal that data. So we have great summary reports, but the great thing about our reports, like reporting, and, and I mean, I know I'm going on another tangent, but it, it almost feels like sometimes you have to be a data scientist today with e-commerce and all the analytics. But now with our reporting, what we do, and we find missing in other platforms, is we give you a summary report like, hey, you got 100 phone calls. And then you start, well, I wonder what phone, um, keywords resulted in those phone calls. It's just one click. Okay, these are the keywords that resulted in these phone calls. It's like, well, can I see those people? And it's like one click. So you can drill down in live reporting. And many, re- lots of reporting is like you get a snapshot and it's like, well, what is it? What does that t- number 10 mean? 10 leads, let me click on it and it's not there. So I just think data is important, collecting it easily. And, you know, so when, I know you, you're saying that the, um, the phone calls really work. And I'm a kind of person that says phone calls may work for you. Try it. Put a phone number, put the software in, you know, collect the data. And now um, with the reporting, you can make easy decisions. So I'm not an absolutist who says, this is the way. What I've learned in life, there's a thousand ways. And it's just like, as long as it's easy to implement, easy to see the information, and then you can make an informed decision. Um, I'm, I'm about that. It's like, yeah, let's try it. Try a pilot, run, run it for a month, record it, measure it. And then once you got the data, say, you know what, phone calls worked for us. Or you may say, we hardly got any phone calls. This isn't working. Now you know. 
Yeah, and I mean that's the that's probably the the one of the things we preach more than anything on this podcast is test, 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 and continue testing. And mm-hmm. so, to your point, you test, but pay attention to the data. I think that's exactly. really important, right? Because yeah. a test is worthless if you don't measure it, mm-hmm. and you know, and a and a test that didn't succeed or you know failed or didn't reach the hypothesis that you had isn't a failed test right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just more data, right? It's yeah. more data, it's more understanding, and then it allows you to iterate and, and improve upon and, and come up with something else. And, you know, and I think that's really important because you probably should put a, a phone number on your website. But to your point, you may or may not remember if that's working or not. If that phone number is manned by multiple people, if yeah. it, you know, routes to more than one person, or even if it's just you, you may or may not understand that, right? I think we talked about it before we hit record where I've, I have one of our clients is an umbrella client. The only phone calls they get are corporate accounts who want custom branding on the umbrellas. Those phone calls are worth a lot of money. They're worth thousands yeah. of dollars. But if I ask that client, which, which I love, if you're listening, I don't mean this in any disrespect, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's that could be worth thousands of dollars and and you know the follow-up the follow-through all those types of things may or may not be there because i think he just kind of answers the call and mm-hmm. you know just kind of goes through the motions and asks for the email and sends a you know sends over the pdf and like that's that right and yeah but then without tracking it he doesn't really know like is it yeah. worth putting that phone number someplace else is it worth trying to push something right and there's so many opportunities there especially with those phone calls being worth so much money, but it's still very few and far between the phone calls he gets because it's not people just reaching out asking about just one umbrella or something like that, right? And because he's identified where the yeah. opportunity lies for him to answer the phone. And even with that, like you you may find insights, like maybe he's missing a few phone calls. So you can think like, what can we do with a website so that he's not missing phone calls? So the first step is, is how many phone calls is he getting? How many opportunities are being missed? You know, let's let's do a workflow or workaround. You know, maybe there's an interim thing where they can book a call instead of just phoning. You know, I'm just throwing something out there. Yep. But um, with that data, I mean, and another thing as an agency, one of the things I found is like trust and transparency with your client is huge, and having a system to capture all the results and show them is like very important and it comes back to with the testing as well i'd have a client so once you start getting them the results and they're getting a positive return on investment they're going to ask you the question can i spend more to get more and like well what about facebook ads can we do a facebook ads campaign or what about linkedin or can we double our google ads spend and you know get double the leads and um a lot of the times you know it was i would give them my Ideas, I'll say, like, based on experience, I think if you double ads, you're probably not going to double leads, but, you know, make it a 30% lift. But we've got tools. Let's do it. Let's test it. You know, and obviously, it's going to be a, um, a big test. And I remember a client, he said he was really keen on Facebook. And I'm, this was a more industrial client, so I didn't think Facebook would be a great thing. But And I let him know that. I said, you know, let's test it. We put 600 bucks. Um, this is in the early days. We put 600 bucks. And um, after three weeks, we were like, this isn't working. So we cut it. But we had the data uh, to make the decision. And he loved the transparency that I gave him. I was like, hey, I'm not sure. Let's try it. And it's just, it continued to build that um, relationship with us where there's a huge amount of trust because it's not me just saying things and potentially this. It was like, 
here's the data, here's a tool, this is how we're going to measure it, and it's very easy to see. So, you know, they loved it, and it was a beautiful relationship. It's true. It's super important. I mean, it's definitely for any agencies out there listening, you should, it's definitely things that you should be thinking about. And then to your earlier point, like you make extracting the data very easy, right? Which I think is another piece that, um, you know, we won't name the competitors here, but <laughs> may or may not be an issue with them. And <laughs> right. And, and so I think that that's where, you know, and your integrations are very, you know, you, you have almost every integration or at least have Zapier to then integrate with everything else yeah. out there. So, and that's where you can, probably create some very very tactical workflows right we were we were talking before we hit record uh, you know even for fetch and funnel for our own business about you know i want to track calls but then if someone calls and we don't answer send them a text message and so we're talking about some like interesting workflows that we could do around that and that's where i think you can get you can get very very tactical about how you utilize that data and what you do about it as well, right? Because maybe it is an opportunity where you're like, hey, we're so busy. I want to have a phone call on there, but it's just not, you know, I, I, I probably won't be able to grab the phone. I'm in the warehouse half the time. I'm in whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, and so you can create workflows, whether that's in what converts and automatically send voicemails and all those types of things, or you can, you know, send them a text message and or yeah. something like that. But I think like giving the opportunity, because in this day and age, and we talked about this, I think on our, on our last episode with a, a, a newer e-commerce business that uh, is really focusing on customer service and things like that. But if you, it's really important in this day and age to differentiate yourself and you can do that through like really good customer service. Yeah. Right. And I think even humbling yourself, and this was a theme that we talked about on the last episode, but like the humbling yourself into actually just saying like, Hey, we're a super small team. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, we're mm -hmm. not going to be available 24 seven. When you call, we might miss your call, but like, we want to talk to you. Right. And giving people that opportunity and transparency again, I think can go such a long way into differentiating you more than your competitors. Right. Because look at your competitors. Mm -hmm. If they don't offer a phone number, don't use that as a reason to not do it. Use that as an opportunity to be better than them and to be better. Yeah. And I'm even thinking about it for, you know, we, we have a new client that just came on board that's selling this like really nice, high quality deodorant, but it's like, there's a lot of questions around that product. And you mm -hmm. may think for 20 bucks, it may not be worth having a phone number on your website. But to mm -hmm. me, that one customer for 20 bucks is probably going to buy a deodorant every month or every other month for 20 bucks. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And they're going to recommend it to their friends and, and family if they're really passionate about it. And they, you know, it's like finally this a good deodorant that, you know, is doesn't have chemicals, but works and all those types of things. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, you know, I wouldn't shy away from it in that sense, kind of like what you were talking about with, you know, with with even if you're a lower price point item. Yeah, I think you can make it work. And like, yeah, the deodorant, I, I love different businesses. And it's like, you think, wow, it's just a, a complete business with deodorant. And there was some guy I saw who, who sold a deodorant company for $100 million. And you just got to think, it's it's that recurring piece. You know, it's a consumable. Yeah. You buy it, you use it if you like it, then you get a good product. They're going to keep on buying. And then if they like it so much, they tell somebody. It's just the the referrals. I mean, so that phone call, yeah, it may cost you money. like spending five to 10 minutes on it, 
for a, ten, a $20 order, but that $20 order, when you multiply it out with all the effects, you know, it could be worth $1,000 over you know, a two-year yeah, and, and And I think it's a very unique opportunity data-wise too. So of course, we're obsessed with conversions and conversion rate optimization and all of those types of things. I mean, I'd say an advanced tactic would be to actually log every question that comes through, like either in a database yeah. or in a spreadsheet or whatever, but as you receive these phone calls, if it's questions, just write down mm. every question that comes in. And then I guarantee you are going to start to find the same <laughs> questions starting to be yeah. asked over and over again. And then this yeah. is a really great opportunity for you to A, create an FAQ section on your website that converts and sells Damn. for you. And then also maybe rework some of your marketing or your advertising or your creative or the copy on your website yeah. to start handling those objections. So you don't even so receive those calls because you, you, there's 90% of people who didn't call, right? To ask yeah. that question and left yeah. your website and didn't buy. <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't call. I mean, you're speaking my language. I did a webinar the other day on like, how do get the best buyer intent keywords. And when I was an agency, one of my best strategies, as soon as I got a new client, it was like, I want to speak to your salespeople. Or I want to speak to your um, the owner. When people phone in, just tell me the words they say. And I'd listen to them and I'd pick out the, the keys. And I found some incredible strategies just doing that. Now with what converts, we capture all phone calls. We transcribe the whole call recording. And so you can just read it with the form we get all the full form details. So now instead of writing it down and listening to it and writing it down, you just go, you just plug in our software. After a week, you, you look at our lead manager and you can just read very quickly and you can highlight them. And it's a strategy that gives you such great insights. And when you, you've you expanded it now, so I, I, I was using it in the terms of discover keywords where you could target in search marketing. But you're saying it, take it to another level to improve your customer support, you know, to answer questions there. So it's just, it's really understanding your customer and uh, diving into what they're asking because what they're asking is their needs. And so, yeah, I love it. I, I, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the same page. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and it's important, right? And and that data is really important. And I like the keyword stuff too. I mean, we, you know, we, we, with some advanced chat bots did that where like if people ask questions and started extracting the top popular keywords that were coming through and, but yeah. it is a way for you to, you know, find out so many things. And I, I think a lot of people shy away from this a lot. I see it time and time again, especially e-commerce businesses, but even any business, right? They shy away from the phone or getting on the phone, like for whatever reason. But like, mm -hmm. even if you're not great with people or talking with people, you're still your company's best salesperson, no matter what, because... Absolutely. Right. You know the product through and through. And it doesn't matter if you're awkward or any of that. It just doesn't matter. Like, because you're still going to be able to answer the questions and be enthusiastic about the product because it's yours. And, yeah. you know, and even if it's your marketing person or, or, you know, maybe you don't have a sales team or a customer service team yet. If you do, then you certainly <laughs> shouldn't be having <laughs> these types of things. But I'm going to expect if you don't have these things, that that's maybe the reasoning. And yeah, yeah it's certainly something I, I wouldn't show away from um absolutely but, like the other thing too is just as we're talking about tracking your marketing efforts and tracking where things are coming from i think that's the other piece of this right is knowing what drove a lot of that happening as well right and that's something i think that what converts mm -hmm. does as well right where like you can track your leads that yeah. come in you can track form fills and things like that and did I, do you mind if I share the story about the air skirts? Yeah, go for it. Guy advertising. So I think it's re relevant because he was 
spending money on Google ads. So his, his budget for month one was five grand. So he's selling these big, like air blown up pillows you put under your RV to, you know, insulate it from the cold at night. And the first month he spent five grand and he, you know, he got like $100,000 in sales. So he was like, well, that worked. So the next month he spent 10 grand. And so this carries on and he kept leveling up. To cut the long story short, over a five-month period, he spent about $100,000 each month increasing, and in total, he brought in a million dollars in sales. So if you think about it, if he didn't have the tracking, and he said this to us, if he didn't have what converts to see the results of his ads, he would have just kept spending five grand a month. And you know, 100000 each time, he would have got $500,000. But because he increased it, he was able to get a million dollars. So I mean double the sales just by seeing what works and then doubling down on what works. And that's one piece of advice I speak to. I've been talking to some sales consultants recently to grow our own company. And one of the the, uh, the strategies I'm talking, I want to do a sales team. I want to create this new thing and do this. And he's like, what's working? And I'm like, I, I tell him, he says, first thing I would do is double down on what's working. And if it increases, double down again. So that plays into it. If you're measuring and something's working, like how do you know it's working if you're not measuring? So that we say. And then sometimes people don't measure because they can't get the questions out of the data because people use analytics and they see 10 conversions and they have questions about who those 10 are and they don't know. So they, they just stop. They stop looking. So with what converts, you can see who those 10 conversions are and the value of those conversions. So now you've got the data and you can double down on what works. Which is an important... It's it's a very important concept, regardless of if you use what converts or not, right? Is is be able to track as much data as you possibly can, and then to your point, double down mm-hmm. on on what's working. And I think that's a really good point, right? I think a lot of we forget that because we it's shiny object syndrome, right? And I I listened to a, a talk the other day, and it was so interesting because, and this really speaks to entrepreneurs, but you you as an entrepreneur, you've now trained yourself to do. Uh, to to try something new, right? To do something new, and so then you—that's what you want to continuously do forever, right? And then <laughs> exactly, you just want to yeah. keep trying new things. Where you know, in that talk, he had mentioned to just do, to just write down like the ten things that you know you should do right now in order to get more business. And he's like, and then just do those things. Don't be looking for this new thing. Don't be trying to find the next shiny object because time and time again, it's mm-hmm. just it's. Probably you probably already know exactly what you need to do, or it's in your wheelhouse, or you need to double down on what's working, right? It's like a lot of our clients will ask us, Hey, what can we do next? What's this new shiny thing that we can do? Like, what's the next big thing? And then we'll go, Well, your email has produced three million dollars this past year, and you're not ta- and you're not even <laughs> you don't even have that many flows built out. You don't even have long series built out. You're not even sending weekly newsletter, <laughs> whatever it is, yeah. right? Like, we need to focus on email more. And they're like, but email's email, like it's fine, it's doing fine. We're like, yeah, that's the reason we did that double down on it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Now I, I think it's um, there's one like double down on what works, and then I think sometimes realize the blessing of what you've got. Because you know I've had clients where it's like you do something and it works great, but you found a little secret or cheat code that's working, and like what I found myself doing is because I knew like competitors are going to figure this out and competitors come in and it's not going to be as good. I'm like, can I just tell you 
count your blessings. This is abnormal. Enjoy it because it ain't gonna last. That's right. <laughs> and it's um, I think sometimes so this is like the opposite of double down. It's like realize when you've got it good, you know, and just obviously evaluate if there's potential to get more, yeah, go for that. But sometimes you just strike it lucky and it's like, you know, just pat yourself on the back and enjoy it sometimes as well. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, absolutely. Um what advice would you give other founders that are maybe trying to break through some ceilings, right? With certain revenue marks, I think we always, you know, sometimes it's getting into the seven figure mark. Once in the seven figures, maybe it's five, 10, 10, 20 million. Um, yeah. What advice would you give those, those business owners? Yeah, that's a broad one. And, um, I was thinking about that. I mean, you hear it so often. People say, speak to your customers. So I'm not going to say that one because <laughs> you got to know um, who your customers are. I think it's just, you know, really understanding your value proposition. And, you know, like we even talked about your buyer persona. And this is something um, I've spent a lot of time and you hear about marketing messaging and people are talking about like whether it's um, like your homepage, you want it to be perfect. I tried getting the perfect homepage for a long time and there isn't a perfect homepage because there's people that are so different. So it's just, I think really getting to understand like where you're positioned in the marketing, what your messaging is, what's your value proposition, what's really going to be helpful to your, your your customers where you can grow. And I mean, a lot of people, why I don't like speak to your customers, and I do speak to my customers, but like, you know, the old saying, you know, Henry Ford said, if you ask people what they wanted, they would have said a, a foster horse. <laughs> you know, they didn't, they couldn't conceptualize the car. The same thing with Steve Jobs. He says the same thing. And I just think as a person, when you're working in industry and you study it and you spend so much time looking at it, the challenge there is you see what's uh, possible but they don't know it. And it's like, how do I communicate it when they don't know they need it? And so, so I know it's, it's something I continually struggle with, but I think if you can take your value proposition and get it down into something um, understandable that communicates a value quickly, I just think that really helps. And, you know, it can be used in your marketing. It can be used in your sales. It can be used in your elevator pitch. Um, it's not easy and you got to, it's, it's always like it's something strange. And then when you've got it and you've got it all figured out, um, it changes. <laughs> so, yep. I mean, we started our life as call tracking, but we've gone beyond that to where we, you know, a full lead tracking and management solution. And we've bucketed marketing agencies and, um, and we, we can go deep into a, a buyer persona, but to get there was really, really difficult. So my advice is just really understand that, that value proposition, where customers value you. And then from that, you start finding the customers who have had the value, can do success stories, and just align everybody around the same messaging. So advice to grow. Get your messaging really clear. Make sure it's valuable to your customers. And then get your whole team your website, your messaging, your sales pitch, all aligned in the same direction. And that's that's where you catch fire. Yeah. Um, so it's a long way of saying. No, great advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah great advice. And I think it's important, right? And, and I think when you really 
own that, right? I think it's 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 clear for bigger businesses, but when you know your value proposition, when you have your mission and your vision, your core values, all of those types of things. I've learned this the hard way very recently in mm-hmm. the last year or so, growing our agency. But like that's what builds culture too, right? Internally in your team culture and, and gets everybody rallied behind it. But then it also makes it clear to your uh, customers as well, right? Why why they yeah. should be even interested or whatever that looks like. So I, th- I think that's that's really great advice and uh, I love it. Last question before we jump off, any good book recommendations, anything you've been reading lately that you'd recommend? Uh, I just love reading stories from actual founders. Um, there's Rand Fishkin, he created Moz.com and he did a book on a lost and founder. Is that what it's called? Lost and founder. Anyway, Rand Fishkin. Um, that was just a great book. He was really just raw and honest about <coughs> growing the company and how he ultimately got uh, booted out <laughs> from the company. The other one was, it was the Uber book, the story of Travis uh, uh, Kuln. Yeah, I can't remember his last name. But it was, I can't remember the, <laughs> the title. Easy to find, um, I'm sure. Yeah, that one, it... Was it driven? It wasn't called driven. It was called something else. But it's just actual stories around the founders, you know, what the challenges they go through, what they do, like with Uber breaking into the market, basically doing things that were illegal because they knew the system needed to change. Mm. And, um, I don't know. I find those stories fascinating. Actual business books, um, yeah, I just I don't read as many of the I like the real stories. No, it's it's good though, <laughs> because I think you can whether it's a different business than yours, it doesn't really matter, right? It's, it's, you know, that that's why, like, I love the, how I built this podcast, right? Where I just, the business could be totally different than mine, but you could still find some really interesting tidbits, whether they apply to you or not, whether it's able to help somebody else like it. And that's valuable information for sure. And then you're reading about extreme trendsetters, right? And people who are changing the <laughs> yeah. way we do things to your earlier point of uh, Steve Jobs and uh, and Ford. But Michael, I, I yeah. really appreciate the time. This is an awesome episode. I encourage anybody out there, whether you're an e-com or non-e-com to check out what converts, get call tracking set up, get Thank a phone you. number on your website. <laughs> you. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Samir. I really appreciate the opportunity to have this chat. It's, uh, I love it. I love talking about this stuff. Likewise. Super enjoyable. Thanks, everybody. Samir El Kamuni here. Thank you so much for listening to Ecom Growth Leaders Podcast. If you are a successful brand that is crushing it and would like to be on this program, please visit go.ecomgrowthleaders.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on social. Ecom Growth Leaders is sponsored by Fetch and Funnel, a performance marketing agency specializing in omni-channel media buying, creative production, and conversion optimization. We've partnered with 100 plus brands and generated over 500 million for clients using our trademarked Fetch and Funnel method. There's tons of content over our, at our blog, fetchfunnel.com slash blog, and also some amazing eBooks like How to Crush Your Competitors 
and how to produce high converting creative. Thanks again for listening to Ecom Growth Leaders. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and it means a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, fetchfunnel.com, or follow us on social. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.